This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey, 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 welcome back to the How She Did That podcast. I am so excited because over the next few weeks, we are doing a little series I like to call So You Want to Build an Agency. So if you are already an agency owner or if you're thinking about becoming an agency owner, these episodes are going to be for you. Now, even if you're just starting, I still want you to listen because you never know where the path will take you, right? So today's episode, we're gonna talk about what is an agency model business in the first place. As many of you know, I own the Launch Guild, which is a full service launch support agency. So at this point, I now have a team of 25. Uh, Some of them are employees from full-time to part-time employees. Some of them are contractors. And we work together all day, every day on all things launches for our clients. So I decided to build an agency model business for a couple of reasons. Number one, I really enjoyed a team dynamic. I really enjoyed uh, being able to support not only our clients, but also my team internally and kind of being able to mentor them, coach them through some, some things. I'm really feeling like I had um, some, you know, some, some team members and some coworkers in a lot of ways. Again, one of the things that I've mentioned several times is that I actually loved my coworkers and I really loved my full-time job was when I was in my full-time job, I just hated the paycheck. And so when I left my corporate job and went full-time in my VA business, I realized really quickly that I actually really missed um, my, my coworkers and was kind of feeling lonely. So having an agency, I am never lonely. <laughs> there was always somebody in Slack or in Boxer needing something, having a question, uh, or us just bantering back and forth, uh, which is always fun as well. So that's the reason, one of the reasons that I started my agency. The other reason was because as I was getting more and more known as a tech VA a few years ago, I realized that I was going to be number one, capped out on the amount of work I could personally take on. And number two, that my clients needed a lot of things that I actually didn't want to do, right? So they needed graphic design and they needed copy and social media support and all the things. And none of those were things that I wanted to do. So being able to really support them in a holistic way meant having a team. So rather than them having to go outside and uh, for every single launch that they had, which I I was working even as a tech VA with a lot of coaches and course creators, but having them to go outside for every, every one of their launches and find those individual people having a team that can do basically everything that you would need for a launch felt really supportive for our clients and also helped us to be able to create better strategies and better outcomes for our clients as well. So those are some of the reasons why I started my agency. Now let's get into what the heck is an agency. Now, one of the questions that often comes up in my Facebook group in the How She Did That community is, is an agency the same as having a team? right? Or having a couple team members. And the answer is no. 
So here's what I feel like the biggest difference between just having a few team members is versus having an agency model. So in an agency model, you're actually replacing yourself. You are no longer the primary point of contact for most or all of your clients. You're no longer the primary implementer for most of or all of your clients. And you're really stepping into the seat of CEO. So think of it in this way, right? I use Starbucks analogies because I love Starbucks. Okay. (laughs) So if you went into a Starbucks and the CEO of Starbucks was there at the register, right? And you gave him your order. And then he said to, you know, to Beth in the background and to Tommy in the background, hey, this is the order, right? And then they, they did the order. That's kind of having a team. He was the middleman. He would be the middleman for that. And then they are actually doing the work behind the scenes, right? Whereas that doesn't happen, right? When you go into Starbucks, there are people working all together to get your order right and everything, but the CEO isn't actually the one taking your order or at the cash register or whatever. He's actually doing the CEO work that also needs to be done within the business. It's very, very similar in an agency model. And this is where I see a lot of people start to get it wrong. With just having a team, which if you want team members and just want team members and don't want an agency model, There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but I really want the distinction to be understood. When you have a team, you're often the pivot point. You're the middleman for any communication between your clients and your team, for any of the implementation between your clients and your team. And why do I know this and how do I know this? Because that's how I started my agency when I first started. And I really did this the wrong way. So what I mean by that is when I first started my agency, Most of my clients never, they knew that I had team members, but they never met them. They never saw them, right? So they would email me a task. I would tell my my team members that task. Then my team members would do the work. I would send an email with the work for approval back to my client. If my client needed corrections or changes, I would then tell the team, do you see how that slowed things down and I was becoming the bottleneck? Yeah, that's a big problem. The other problem with that is it's not actually a scalable model. So what I mean by that is a lot of times we start our agencies because of the fact that we're only one person who has a finite amount of time that they can work in their business, right? So let's say you want to work in your business 40 hours a week. Once you have enough clients that fill that 40 hours a week, if like unless you want to work 60 or 80 hours a week, which I hope you don't, <laughs> then you you're capped out. You're capped out on the income that you make. You're capped out on the number of clients that you can support. You're capped out completely. Once you have an agency, that cap increases. Right. But if you're doing the model where you're still the pivot point, it all still revolves around how much can you personally do? So what's the difference in an agency? In an agency, you are taking yourself out of that pivot point position in terms of you being the implementer, which means that instead of just there being one you, there could be five yous. There could be five OBMs or project managers that take on three to five, however many clients each in your agency, right? And then once they've reached capacity, you then hire another OBM or another VA or whatever your your agency model is. Do you see how that is scalable? How you could, if you wanted to, eventually have 100 VAs or OBMs or whatever you need for your team. Now, while I'm on the number of people on the team, I want to say this because people tell me this all the time. They say, Tasha, I don't want a team as big as you. 
And I say awesome because I've already built my dream. We're not building my dream anymore. We're building your dream. (laughs) And if your dream is that you don't want that many people on your team, great. I've seen absolutely amazing agencies with three people on the team that have run beautifully and that have made the agency owner some really great income, some really great revenue, been supported for the entire team and felt really good for everyone. And I will also tell you that I used to be that person who said, I never want a team of 25. I never want a team of over 10, I used to say all the time. But I can tell you right now in this moment that my agency feels so much more supportive with having a team of 25 and feels so much easier with having a team of 25 than it ever did with having a team of three. And a lot of that is around the processes we now have in place. It's around the checkpoints we now have in place. We now have a leadership team so that everybody's not coming to me with questions, right? They have a direct report that is not me. And so I'm really able to step into what is truly my zone of genius, and that's being the CEO of the Launch Guild That's not being a primary implementer for the Launch Guild and for our clients. So with that, I want to caution you that creating an agency is not an overnight thing. Um, It definitely takes time. It definitely takes planning. And sometimes it feels harder rather than easier. And one of the reasons why is because people who own agencies and are the most successful at them are often higher quick starts. And what that means is that we just wanna get the ball rolling, right? We wanna get things done, we wanna stay on top of it. And so a lot of times it feels easier for us just to do it ourselves. And we have to eliminate that, we have to pause that and slow everything down so that we can build our business and our agency foundations the right way, right? I always talk about no matter whether you're in the start phase of your business, the growth stage, or the scale, there's going to be a new foundation that needs to be built in order for things not to fall down, to topple down, and to crumble. And when you're getting to that agency piece, it's so important that you're building the leadership infrastructure, the systems and the process infrastructure. And if you are constantly in the way of that by saying, I just want to do it myself because it'll be easier, it'll be faster, you're never going to get to the other side And let me just tell you, that other side feels absolutely amazing. One of the other things that having an agency or being an agency owner can be great for is multi-passionate entrepreneurs, which I know a lot of you listening are that, right? You want to create digital products and you maybe want to do some more speaking engagements, start a podcast, all of those things. And I have to say that none of what I do on the coaching or course side, the Tasha Booth side of my business, as we call it, would have been possible had I not started my agency because of the fact that I wouldn't have had the space to create all of the things that I have on this side of my business if I hadn't started the agency. So it did take time. I gave my agency the amount of time that it needed in order to get those systems, get the right people in the right seats and everything. And then I was able to have the space and the time and capacity to grow the other side of my business, the Tasha Booth side of my business, the coaching and the courses and and the podcast, right? What you're listening to now, the podcast. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk really quickly about the pros and cons of agency ownership. And then we are gonna go even deeper into this over the next few weeks. So the pros, it is definitely a scalable model. When you're looking for something that can scale and can scale in a way that doesn't add personal time to your personal schedule, Agency models are absolutely key and absolutely the thing. It can give you more time freedom and it takes time, yes, but it can definitely give you more time freedom as you move out of that primary implementation role into fully into that role of CEO. 
And then that team environment. I think that there is something so absolutely amazing seeing other people in their zone of genius as well and seeing the collaborative efforts come to life for our clients. It's just so much fun. There's never a dull moment at the Launch Guild. Uh, So those are kind of the big overarching pros. Let's talk about some of the cons. So I put these two together. Teams are expensive and people management is not for the faint of heart. (laughs) One of the things that I had to get over when I became an agency owner was believing that in order to get clients, we had to have quote unquote competitive rates, right? If you look at our rates for the Launch Guild, we're not super competitive in terms of our rates. We're on the higher end of things at this point. And that's because I truly believe in paying my team well and I need a paycheck as well, right? So that's going to be a place where it was it was less about other people saying like, you're too expensive, which we get that sometimes, but it was more so my own mindset things, my own mindset gremlins creeping up and me having to say, no, this is what we need to do in order to be sustainable, in order to have a team that wants to stay with us for the long run, that feels supported, and that we can continue and and maintain um, the quality and caliber of product basically that we've created at the Launch Guild. The second one is there is a lot of mindset and growth work uh, that you need to do in order to get out of your own way. And I'm going to devote an entire episode to this, the mindset shifts that you have to make when you're stepping into agency ownership, because it's so super important. I just know that a lot of times we struggle and I struggled with the, you know, the thing of, oh, people are coming to me for me. Like they only want to work with me. And that kept me small. Right. And so when I eliminated that and really started reframing that as to what the actual truth in that was, oh, let me just tell you, it was amazing and it was liberating. And it's the reason why we now have a seven figure business this year. Okay. And then the last one is just overall getting your ego out of the way. As my leadership team takes on more responsibility, there are a lot of times that I just need to defer to their expertise. And that can be hard, right? There's been some times where I just want to be like, well, I'm the CEO. I own this thing. (laughs) And that is not helpful for anyone. I have surrounded myself and I've hired some amazing people, amazing minds, and just amazingly like generous and overwhelmingly amazing people. I know I use the word amazing like 70 times in that sentence, but it's true. And so being able to step back and say, okay, we're now moving at a place that is like, what is best for the company instead of what is best for Tasha, the individual, that can be kind of hard to get over to. So we'll talk more about that over the coming weeks. So if you are thinking about agency ownership, you can go and watch my 15 minute training. It's a video training called five steps to eliminating team overwhelm. If you even have one team member at this point, or if you're about to hire your first team member, or if you've already got 20 team members and you're a full-blown agency, go and watch this training. It's going to be so super helpful. It's at TashaBooth.com forward slash team dash training. TashaBooth.com forward slash team dash training. I hope you will be with me on this journey for the next few weeks to talk all things agency ownership. I will talk to you soon. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job.